0: Welcome to another episode of Come Follow Me, a Disciple's Journey. This episode will cover Helaman chapter 15. Uh, it's a pretty short chapter, actually, and so there's a few things that I just wanted to focus on. The first is in verse 3. It says, Woe unto the people who are called the people of Nephi, except they shall repent when they shall see these signs and wonders which shall be showed unto them. And I remember back in verse 14, he told us why. He said, When you see them, if you can give place for this faith, the faith will grow in you, a faith in Jesus Christ, and that faith will lead you to repentance. For behold, they have been chosen people of the Lord. Yea, the people of Nephi hath hath he loved, and also hath he chastened them. Yea, in the days of their iniquities hath he chastened them, because he loveth them. This is one of my favorite patterns of the Lord to learn about in the book in the Book of Mormon and all scriptures, really. And that is chastening. And uh, and that the Lord chastens those whom he loves. Um, Helaman chapter 12 uh, mentions this this idea. Uh, Doctrine and Covenants section 95. Section 98 of the Doctrine and Covenants mentions this. Section 136 of the Doctrine and Covenants is one of my favorite verses. It says, My people must be tried in all things, that they may be prepared to receive the glory that I have for them, and the, even the glory of Zion. And he that will not bear chastisement is not worthy of my kingdom. Chastisement, chastise, uh, chasten means to refine. It is, uh, it symbolizes and is, maybe not symbolizes, but it is a reflection of the refiner's fire. To be chastened is not something that anyone enjoys, but. It also denotes uh, a correction with love, um, and so when we are chastened by someone who loves us, and it's done in an appropriate way, as as it is with the Lord, it's not it's not fun, and uh, it can be hard. It can be difficult because oftentimes it involves a significant and serious change. But in that is repentance. Repentance is change. And As we've discussed this week, and as we've studied this week, that repentance is joy. It is the glad tidings, and so oftentimes it's our it's our natural man not wanting to give something up, but that as soon as we do, we are received into a higher joy and peace. Um, one of the who was it? I want. It was uh, I think it was one of my mission presidents' wives. Uh, two different mission presidents. That taught us once, um, it's just this little phrase that I always remember, and that is, uh, that sacrifice is simply preparation for something better. And when we're chastened, it feels like we have to give something up. Because we do, really. But it feels hard. It feels like we're sacrificing something. But sacrifice is just preparation for something better. And in a, in a chastening, in a refiner's fire, that's what it's about. It's if if we're if we're impure gold and we're asked to give up our pure, our impurities, that can be hard. And the fire is hot and it's melting us and burning us and it's not fun. But it's so that we can become something better more it pure. We'll be will be will be a higher grade of gold, right? And so this this verse in um uh, verse three in Helaman chapter fifteen it says that the Lord loved the people of Nephi and he's chastened them. Yea in the days of their iniquities hath he chastened them because he loveth them. The Lord chastens those whom he loves. He corrects. He doesn't it's not a it's not a punishment. Uh, I think it could be misconstrued as a punishment. It's it's a purification and a correction process. I think one of the great victories that Satan can win is controlling what words mean. I'll tell you what I am trying to say here. I'll I'll try to explain, I should say. So, in the previous episodes this week, I I mentioned Brother Stephen Owen and his talk about, and him saying, repentance is always positive. I think that one way that Satan wins is that he convinces us, especially, especially in our youth, That repentance is a negative thing. That repentance is something you only do when you screw up. And so you don't want to screw up. You don't want to repent because you don't want to screw up. And if you are repenting, it's only because you screwed up. And that's a bad thing. But repentance, that's not what repentance is. Repentance is an everyday constant devotion. Uh, It's a way of life to change every day, to improve, to yes ask for forgiveness when we do do something wrong. But that's that's only a part of it, right? And in so doing that, Satan gets us to ignore the fact that repentance is the plan, that it is a major part of the plan of happiness. And so then we think that it is this thing that's outside of that, that is like, we should, that should be done with our, with sullen faces and, um, you know, sackcloth and ashes type of thing. It's like,' oh, this is we gotta beat ourselves up, and that doesn't sound fun at all and so by getting us to focus on that we we've we've lost the joy, right? and I think the same thing is here with the word chasten uh it can I think we can read that as punishment that we don't want to be chastened because it sounds like we're getting punished, we're getting a lecture. When really chastening is a good thing, chastening is a purification and a correction process to make sure that we are on the right path and stay on the right path. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about in this, from this chapter, is comes from verse seven. He says, um, "And behold, you do know of yourselves, and you have witnessed it that as many of them is talking about the Lamanites." who are brought to the knowledge of the truth and to know the wickedness and abominable tr- abominable traditions of their fathers, and are led to believe the holy scriptures, yea, the prophecies of the holy prophets, which are written, which leadeth them to faith on the Lord and unto repentance, which faith and repentance bringeth a change of heart unto them. This verse packed full of an awesome just roadmap. It's a roadmap to faith, to repentance, and to a change of heart. This is the pathway to repentance and a new heart. And how did it start? It's talking about the Lamanites. Behold, ye do know of yourselves, for you have witnessed it, that as many of them as are brought to the knowledge of the truth. So first you have to be taught the truth. You have to be taught the gospel. You have to be taught and presented it. What is Samuel doing right now? Why did he say he was specific in his prophecies? Why is he prophesying about Christ? What is he teaching them? He's teaching them so that they can know. Okay, that's the first thing. You have to be brought to a knowledge. And to know of the wicked and bombed traditions of your fathers. So the next thing is knowing that you've been in sin and error. Think back to Lamoni when uh, Ammon cuts off the guy's arms and Ammon thinks that he's the great spirit for a time. And in chapter 18, it's the first time in his entire life that Lamoni thinks, Hey, maybe killing those shepherds who lost my sheep wasn't good. Maybe I've done something wrong. It's the first time he's thought I've done something wrong. That's the start of repentance. Because you can't repent if you don't think you've done anything wrong. You need to know why it's wrong. Uh, In the last episode, I talked about uh, Spence W. Kimball's... uh, He laid out some of the conditions of repentance. And one of them was... uh, Sorrow for sin. And he said, study and ponder to determine how serious the Lord defines your transgressions to be. So recognizing that what sin we've committed and, and that the Lord rec- that the Lord thinks it's a serious thing. And understanding that leads us to knowing that we need to repent, which will drive us to repentance. So first a knowledge, then knowing that we've done something wrong. The next is to believe the Holy Scriptures and the prophecies and the prophets. So how, the scriptures are a, a part of our journey towards repentance and faith. So by having by being taught the gospel, by recognizing that we are in a state of sin, by studying the scriptures and the prophets and the prophecies and what they teach, that leads us to faith on the Lord. And what does that lead us to? What does a true faith in Christ lead us to? He's going to use the word unto repentance. It echoes what Amulek taught in chapter 34 of Alma. Faith unto repentance. Which faith and repentance bring what? A change of heart. So if we go back to Mosiah chapter 5 when King Benjamin and his people have this the famous mighty change of heart where they have no more disposition to do evil but to do good continually where they taught the where they taught the truth? Yes, King Benjamin was teaching them the truth right then and he had been teaching them the truth throughout his ministry. did they know that they had been were in a state of sin? That's exactly what he was telling them and he was telling them that they needed Jesus Christ. Go read about the atonement in, in Mosiah chapters 3 and 4, especially. And that they say, apply the atoning blood of... They cry up and say, we want to apply the atoning blood of Christ unto us because we recognize that we are in, in sin. So yes, they did that. Did they uh, come to a knowledge of the, of the scriptures and the prophecies of the holy prophets, which are written? Indeed. And that's another thing that Benjamin was right then doing, right? So they had... All three of those prerequisites, which led them to faith on Jesus Christ and faith in Jesus Christ, which led them to re- unto repentance. And that faith and repentance led them to cry out in Mosiah chapter 5 with one voice saying that they had no more disposition to do evil but to do good, and they had a new heart. And then Mosiah gives them what, or Benjamin, excuse me, Benjamin gives them what, a new name. Gives them the name of Christ and calls them the, the children of Christ, the sons and daughters of Christ, sons and daughters of God. But this uh, Samuel lays out beautifully here this pathway to repentance and a new heart. In verse eight, he says, "Therefore, as many as you have come to this, to what? To come to this, this new heart. Ye know of yourselves are firm and steadfast in the faith, and in this thing wherewith they have been made free. That what? What's given them freedom?" What gives them real freedom is the new heart. This is another thing that Satan does in, in talking about changing the narrative. He wants to, you to believe that by following Christ, you're giving up your freedom. And you have to follow these old men from Salt Lake City out of some conference center in the temple. And you got to do what they say. And look at all these restrictions and regulations. Uh, your freedom. You don't have no freedom. That's the, that's the exact opposite of the truth. But if we can we can see the antichrist in the Book of Mormon that they do that they echo the same thing of what of that of that opposite truth that complete falsehood. Uh, think of them. How many of them say you you the priest you the high priest you Alma in chapter thirty Korohor says you just teach these people so that they can so you can bind them up and so that they you can tell them what to do and you have power over them they they're not free, they because you are you're ruling and controlling over them. Samuel teaches us the thing wherewith they have been made free is this change of heart. Second Corinthians chapter three teaches us that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. When we have the Spirit in our life, we are free. And, and that and that transcends worldly freedom. Now two 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 kind of footnotes here. Footnote one is the spirit, where the spirit of the Lord is in great measure, and with a, with a people comes a freedom. Where there is a Zion, there is going to be freedom throughout the land. Where there's a where there are people who are seeking the spirit of the Lord, there is going to be freedom. We read in the Book of Mormon that the promised land was as as meant to be a free land, a land of liberty, because the spirit can dwell here and be here. We have temples dotting the land, right, and we have uh and the, the church was able to be the church of Jesus Christ was able to be restored in the promised land here because the, of the freedom that dwelt here the liberty because of the spirit of god so where there's a group of people that that and I, what i want to say is footnote footnote 1 that i'm talking about now is in regards to maybe a worldly sense of liberty and freedom the spirit of the lord leads to that yes but the spirit of the lord and the liberty that it brings transcends governments and nations. And it makes us, it makes you as an individual free. No matter what time you live in or where you live. When we have, the, when we have, uh, when we've repented and we have faith unto repentance. And we have this new heart. We have Christ's heart and we are his sons and his daughters. We have the spirit with us. Then we have true liberty. We have knowledge of good and evil to be able to choose that. And that's what liberty is. That's what freedom is. Because as we have that knowledge and we have that freedom and we choose the good, as Samuel taught us back in chapter 14, you can do good and be restored unto the, that which is good, which gives us an accountability so that when we are judged, we will be judged According to the good that we did, meaning the good that we chose. We chose Christ. We chose Him. We chose His atonement. And because of Him and His sacrifice, we will have good restored to us. And that's the freedom that comes. But when we're, when we're, when we don't have the Spirit, we don't have that knowledge, we can't make those choices, which means we don't have that accountability. Um, and, and that's what, Samuel was one of the things Samuel teaches here, and then he goes on and he teaches throughout the rest of the chapter that the Lamanites, the Lord is going to be merciful to them because they're because they don't have all of these things all all the time. They don't have the knowledge of the wickedness of the, of the traditions of their fathers. A lot of their wickedness is because of the traditions of their fathers, and so they they're sinning in ignorance. They don't have that freedom, and so the Lord will be merciful to them, and we'll we'll have to. Ex- um, prolong their days and give them the opportunity to have that freedom. We on the other hand have that opportunity now to choose to have the spirit we can we can uh, let's go through those things real quick again be brought to the knowledge of the truth we can know the wickedness uh, of our traditions and uh, know that we're in a sinful state and know that we need to repent and we can know the scriptures and the prophets, which means we can have faith unto repentance which means we can have the new heart. And we can have liberty and freedom to choose and to be accountable for those choices now. Uh, Thank you for joining me on this episode. Uh, Next episode, we will wrap up Helaman chapter, well, the book of Helaman, and we'll talk about Helaman chapter 16. Thanks for joining, and I hope you join next time.